0: Hey, what is going on, everyone? Before I introduce this week's guest on Unscripted, I want to share with you one housekeeping item. I want to ask you a question, though. Do you have a fear of public speaking? Like when you go up and you talk in front of people, like are your hands shaking? Are you shaking? Are your hands sweaty? Like, do you think that you have a fear of public speaking? Like, does it just scare you? Well, I've done some research, and I found out that if you have those same anxiety, you're not alone. 77% seventy seven percent of the population has some level of anxiety regarding public speaking. As a matter of fact, there is even a phobia called glassophobia, which is basically the f- the fear of public speaking. This is ultimately why my team and I have decided to create a place, where you can learn how to be a better communicator where you can learn the ins and outs of speaking because ultimately i believe everybody can speak about something there is a topic inside of you that you are probably extremely well versed in but you just don't know how to package it together and you maybe just don't know how to shift your mindset and become confident in your topic Fearless Speakers Academy is a place where you can come and get all of those intangible components that you need so you can become a better communicator. And possibly, if you want to, I can also show you how to get paid for your message, how to get paid to speak. If this is something that you're interested in, all you gotta do is go to www.akeeminspires.com. And once you get there, you just go on to Fearless Speakers Academy and it'll explain all of the details Of some of the topics that we will discuss in fearless speakers academy which includes how to find your speaking voice how to structure your message how to deliver a message that gets you called back like these are some of the things that i wish i would have known earlier in my career that i know now and that is why i want to share it with you because i believe that every voice someone needs to hear and i just want to make sure that you know i help you Deliver your message so you can impact the world with your voice. So without further ado, I want to introduce this week's guest on Scripted, Vernon Adams Jr. Vernon is the starting quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes. Last year in 2019, man, he had a breakout year where he became an East All-Star for the first time. And he was the co-leader for most rushing touchdowns. This is a quarterback as well, so... To me, the word dynamic just sticks out. If you've been following Vernon, then you will know that he represents Pasadena, California. You watch his game, he's got that California swag to him, right? If you followed his career all the way back to Eastern Washington, before he transferred to Oregon, you will know that this is a person who wears his emotion on his sleeve. And every single day, you know, he's going to play his heart out and give the best that he can be. And in this conversation, we discuss his transition from sports as a, high school athlete, university athlete to the pros, and how he handles being scrutinized under the spotlight in every single game. You know, he's a man of poise. He's a man who understands that he has a job to do, but ultimately he understands what it means to give back and to shine light on every place that has helped him get to where he is. Vernon Shirley is a stand-up dude. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Unscripted with Vernon Adams Jr. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Unscripted. I'm your host, Akeem Haynes, and today I got a special guest on deck, man. The starting quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes, Vernon Adams Jr. What's going on, man? Yes,
1: sir. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me, man.
0: Man, I wanted to share a quick story before we even start, man. You know, you—you you, when I spent some time in camp with Hamilton, man, you was a dude that, one, was always jamming music, But you was also a very cerebral guy, like you took, there's a certain way that you went about your business. And I remember we're doing practice and, you know, you were saying, man, you're going too fast, man. You got to slow it down. You're going too fast. You got to slow it down. And, you know, it's one thing to say that, but what I truly appreciated was after practice, you said, man, let's just go ahead and work on this a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So before we even start, like, I appreciate that about you. Um, Yeah. But let's get into it, man. You know, like I said, when I got the opportunity, you know, for a pass to cross, man, I could tell there was a certain uh, internal chip on your shoulder, you know what I'm saying? And I'm wondering, where did that come from? Was it something that you grew up with? And tell me where you're from.
1: Definitely. Um, So yeah, I'm from Pasadena, California, Uh, born and raised there. And I would think, like, you're totally right. I've always had a chip on my shoulder. And I think it comes from my young Pop Warner days back in Pasadena and uh, with people just always saying that, you know, I wasn't going to make it because I was too short or not fast enough or or whatever. And, um, you know, then I went to a private school away from Pasadena, 20 minutes away from Pasadena. So people in Pasadena, the community was kind of upset that I left to a different community to play football there. So they were really saying I wasn't going to make it. So that chip's kind of always been there. And, and um, you know, that just kind of kept it with me going through college, being a smaller quarterback, you know, 5'10", 95, undersized quarterback, they would call it. And, um, you know, and I love it. I love it. I love the competition. I love the, the just to go, go out there and go get it and prove people wrong.
0: Yeah. So as a young athlete, man, especially, you know, one of your caliber, did you feel like you excelled at football pretty early?
1: Um, I felt like I was, I was, I was decent, you know, I was always a top five player on the team, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, and so I just felt like I was doing pretty good. You know, when you, when you're young, you're kind of finding your ways, you're playing different positions at a young age and you're Mm -hmm. finding your ways and you get to high school and you finally like start, okay, this is the position I want to be. And then, um, high school, you know, just always been a winner. Um, you know, go back to look at all my records. Like, I don't think, I, you know, I didn't lose more than two or three games a season, maybe two Didn't <laughs> lose more than two games a season. So it was like, you know, just always been a winner. I left college or I left high school, I think like 40 and five or something like that. So um, it was, yeah, just that chip and then just always wanting to, to be great.
0: Man, I want to talk, I want to talk right there before we even get to the collegiate aspect of it, man. Like I said, you were a very cerebral guy the way you attack certain things, like you always had a notepad with you, you had the iPad with you on deck. You're just a student of the game. In high school, man, you know, since I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you hear something enough times, eventually parts of you start to believe it. You know, you were hearing, you know, you're 5'11", you can't do this, you can't do that, man. How did you separate yourself in high school from the naysayers and from people saying stuff? And how did you fully like (coughs) locked in and... Invested and in believe in yourself to say, look, you know, I can do this.
1: Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is you got to keep your circle tight, like just small, you know what I'm saying? And my circle is everybody in my family. You know what I'm saying? Like you got your best friends, you got friends, but you never know, friends could be hating on you too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. only you got your family, because your family's going to tell you right from wrong. My mom and my dad, they're going to tell me, nah, you shouldn't do this because of this. Or, "You, yeah, you should do this because of this. Like, mm-hmm. whatever my parents say, that's what I'm going by because they think that's what's best for me. And they believed in me. They said, man, forget them, man. Forget them. We're going to do this. We're going to work hard. Nobody's going to see it, and we're going to make it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do it together. And so that's that's all that matters. And to this day, you know, I went into my fourth season of, of playing CFL. It's like, this my first year actually starting. You know what I'm saying? It's starting to pay off for me and my family stay with me that whole time. You know what I'm saying? It's when people, people going to try to come and go during your success, during your failures. they going to leave during the success. Here they come. Like, yeah. this, it, you know what I'm saying? But I don't play that. I stick with who's been with me the whole time. You know what I'm saying? I can say, what's up? Hey, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? But nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sticking with because I'm, that's all I am. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to be like that. No one has to be like that. It's just your circle is going to tell you right from wrong, and they're going to be with you from day one. So it's been my circle, my family, who's really been pushing me.
0: Tell me about a game in high school that stuck out to you, man, because you know you you people know you from Oregon, right? right. But people don't know you used to give people the business before you transferred yeah. there, and we're going to talk yeah. about that. But tell me about a game that was one was you know very memorable for you in high school.
1: Right, um, I think one that comes straight to my head right now is that we were playing against bishop of my, my senior year we were both undefeated they were 9 and 0 we were 9 and 0 it was a league championship game they came to us our crowd sold out it only held like 8000 but it was like 12000 there jeez it was it was awesome it was awesome we won I, it was a, it was like 38-30 win so we won by 8 points and i threw like Two touchdowns and rush, rush for one and uh played defense as well. I think I had an interception too. So it was uh yeah, it was good. It was
0: fun. Man, that's what that's what people don't know about you, bro. Like, you know, they see you as just a quarterback, but you an athlete, man. Mm-hmm. Like like you play both sides <laughs> of the ball. And 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 it's never like, you know, um, I'm not gonna do that. You just see a spot and opportunity, it'll be great. And you just gonna take that, man. And and I think that literally goes back to that chip you said you had on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I want to talk about the transition from high school to the collegiate aspect, you know, the NCAA, you know what I'm saying? People you see on TV and, you know, ultimately if you're a football player trying to go, like that's part of the plan. What was that process look like for you? Were you a top recruit? You know, were, were you still hearing these, these, these comments? And, and how did you decide what school to go to? And tell me what school you went to.
1: Right. So I wasn't a big recruit. I'm not even sure I had any stars, you know, and um, I only had two offers: small schools, FCS schools, um, Portland State University, and Eastern Washington University. In a way, I was kind of happy I didn't have a bunch of schools or a five-star athlete because I don't got to do the top five, top seven. What all these kids are doing these days—it's yeah. just so hard. I feel like you got so many people trying to pull at you and and get all this. You got to keep up with everything, and then. You get to the school and you don't even do as good as you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's hey, it so I'm glad I had a small recruitment and did it like that. And initially I went to Portland State. I committed to Portland State because I'm from this city. Portland State's a big city, and everything I was used to. Eastern Washington is in the country. So I had never been to the country before. When I went my visit there, it was like just totally different. Cows, horses, all types <laughs> of different stuff. You know, they're like Calgary. Yeah. They're like it's it's cool yeah. though. You know i so I love it man. I'm glad I did, did that route. So, like I said, I was committed to Portland State. Came back home. My dad was like, man, night before uh, signing day, my dad was like, man, Eastern Washington just won the national championship. They've got both Levi Mitchell, you know what I'm saying, J.C. Sherrod, a bunch of guys who play in the CFL right you now. Um, and then Portland State, were, they were 2-8, and eight, and they lost to Eastern Washington by 56 points. Like, why would you pick them over Eastern Washington? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I want you to be a winner. You've always been a winner. And so he kind of talked some sense to me, and uh, you know I went there, and that was the best decision for me to go there because you know went there, broke records, did everything we had to do, and um, it was just an awesome time. Like I said, it was something I wasn't used to going to the country, but I got to do things I've never done before, like just just camping, hiking, uh, whitewater rafting, uh, hunting, just all these things I've never done before, and I got the experience. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was pretty, it was pretty fun.
0: Man, I really love that you said, you know, your dad came back and you guys had that conversation because man, sometimes sometimes when, you know, we are in a position and, you know, we're feeling good because of the seasons that we had, you know, we kind of let our ego get to us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for the for the people listening to this, it's very important to have a good circle of counsel, man, but let's 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 talk about ECU, man, because man, the red feel, right? Man, I saw your stats the other day, bro. You, <laughs> what did you throw for like fifty-five TDs there, and you know over twelve, what thirteen thousand yards, man?
1: But that's fifty-five TDs in one in one season. But yeah.
0: yeah, you did your thing on the field, man. But I want to know what were some of the biggest changes from the high school level to the collegiate level, and tell me what your everyday uh, schedule looked like.
1: Right. Um, they were big changes, you know what I'm saying? Going from high school to college, you got to be ready, you know what I'm saying? And you just got to be ready to to manage your time better, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't have your parents there, your guardians there to wake you up and, hey, let's get ready for school. Let's go. Come on, brush your teeth. Blah, 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 blah. Come on, let's go, let's go. And you got to just know that, okay, I got to do it on my own now. I got to wake up at this time. It's mm-hmm. A couple hours early, so I can brush my teeth, with my hair, da da da, da get dressed, get to school early, study a little. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and as an athlete, you know, our schedules are different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We wake up, uh, we got weights in the morning, six in the morning. Um, after weights, we go to class. Three different, three or four classes from like eight to twelve, um, spread out. And then after that, you got you got film. You come in, you got film and, and meetings and stuff. After that, you got practice for two to three hours. After that shower, you got study hall from six to nine. So it's really from six to nine, six a.m. to nine every single day, like Monday through Friday um, for football, you know? So, and that's something you just have to be ready for. You know what I'm saying? Because there's times where you're going to be like, I'm not going to go to class today, but you can't let that keep getting to you. You know what I'm saying? You got to be mature enough, and to get yourself up and put in your work and go get what you want to get. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, What you came here to get for, whether it's that degree or the championship in your sport or becoming a doctor or whatever it is, you got to get up and go get it. And that's the biggest thing, uh, just time management and maturing uh, as a young adult.
0: Man, that's one of the things that I really try to stress whenever I go to speak to universities. You know, and they always ask, universities and high schools, they always ask, you know, what's that schedule like? And I said, man, you got to, you got to like the schedule is going to expose you for your work ethic. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Because you really got to compartmentalize each and every aspect of your day and the time you're going to spend to it. You know what I'm saying? So from there, you had a successful career there, man. You know, what, what made you leave? Like where did those thoughts come from? And now you're trying to decide again, is this the best move for me? So tell me a little bit about that experience.
1: Right. So Mm, you know, after my redshirt junior year, we lost in the semifinals. And, um, you know, my high school coach reached out to me and he said, hey, I heard Marcus Mariota's leaving and uh, Oregon wants you to come be their guy. I'm like, who? Uh, Eastern Oregon? <laughs> Eastern Oregon Junior College? Like, who are you talking about? He said, Oregon. I said, man, get off my phone, man. For the next two weeks, he's bothering me about it. You know, bothering me. I mean, just hear what they got to say. Just hear what they got to say.
0: Oh, he wasn't even trying to hear it.
1: No, I didn't believe him. I'm mm-hmm. like, they're not reaching out to me, you're reaching out to me, but I, it's a rule where they can't talk to yeah. me, you know what I'm saying, I didn't know at the time. So I finally get my permission to contact release, um, send it out to the Pac-12 and a few other schools. That same day, I had like 20 missed calls from like a bunch of different schools. I caught the first number, it was Oregon. Boom, called
0: them. Hey Vern, it's Coach Helfrich, head coach at Oregon. Da, da, da. Man,
1: we love your film, we want you to come be our guy. We actually coming up there tomorrow to come see
0: you. <laughs> so they made up their
1: mind already. Him and the head offense coordinator came and saw me the next day. Right. Came and they kind of sized me up. They were like, oh, you're shorter than I thought. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they were like, you know what I'm saying? So basically, they came and I did my visit that weekend. And, you know, they went to go see my parents in California and everything. And so basically, uh, what my thought process was I'm a 5'10 quarterback playing Mm -hmm. at a smaller school. Mm -hmm. Like, I know the scouts know I can play but they're probably saying he's doing it against a lower level of competition. Mm-hmm. What if I go to Oregon or anywhere else and then do it against them? Then I might get more of a shot. You know, they might, oh, shoot, he's 5'10", but hey, he can play against these guys. His yeah. first rounders and stuff like that. So, you know, that was my thought process. And, you know, I went to Oregon and we had a great season. We had a pretty good season. You know what I'm saying? We were 9-3 and, you uh, know what I'm saying? And I won every single game when I was healthy. And um, yeah, just everything went well, the, just except for the NFL part, you know what I'm saying, and that and that was mainly on me, that wasn't on anyone else, that wasn't on the way I played or anything. It was because when I was supposed to be training for that draft time, mm-hmm. I thought I had already made it. It was guys throwing me money, left and right, left and right. I had. Uh bands in my pocket that I've never seen before, you know, coming from a $1,200 scholarship a month. Now this guy comes down, Hey, let me buy 10 of your organ jerseys and some cleats and I'll give you
0: $40,000 cash. Boom.
1: I'm like, okay. It's cash. It's a stack. (laughs)
0: I'm like, okay. cool.
1: Let me get that. Let me get that. So It's not illegal. I'm done with school now. Everything. You know what I'm saying? So I I was just out and I was traveling different places. I've never been before. You know, I was going out, I was partying thinking I already made I did enough at Oregon. I did enough at Eastern. They're going to be good. I showed up to the combine. My body wasn't in shape. Nothing like mm. nothing, you know. So then after that draft time comes around, I don't get drafted and at the time I was upset and things, but now that I'm older, I'm seeing what happened because I wasn't taking it serious. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys are only going to get better when you get to the pros. If you get worse, you're getting replaced. Like that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and I didn't understand that. You know what I'm saying? I, I was in the CFL. I got traded three times my first three years because I wasn't taking things seriously. I wasn't coming in first, leaving last. I wasn't watching film. I wasn't doing every time I got on the field, I would just kind of make a play here and there, but I wasn't consistent. I wasn't making plays every single time. I was here and there, make a play, next play, pick, pick, here, play. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I had to go to a few different quarterback rooms to learn from these greats, from future Hall of Famers. And for me to, you know, get my mind right. And so now yeah. today, I also go to the NFL draft today. I'm, I guarantee I'll be getting drafted. You know whole what I'm saying? whole different just, story. whole different story. My mental, my body, everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something I had to learn. I didn't really have no one, you know, growing up teaching me how to be a pro. You know, I'm from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Where That's all we know. We know sports or games. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's it. That's all we know. And my boys that know games, they know games. the guys that know sports, we go as far as we can till you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's it.
0: Man, you know, I think, I think literally what you just said is, is a lot of things that, you know, young and up-and-coming athletes need to hear, but also just people in general, man. You know, the, the, the moment that you think you got it figured out, life is going to say, okay, you know, no, you don't. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> life is always going to teach you a lesson. It just, are you going to get it right away? Or is it going to take you some time to go get it? You know, I want to talk about, you know, your first year or two in the league, man. Because, you know, now you're coming in to the CFL. It's a little colder. A lot of shifts are happening. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, sh- bank accounts are different. Canadian money and American money is two different, <laughs> two different currencies. Um, but in your first couple of years, man, how did you handle that? was there somebody to help you know kind of show you the ropes because you know in track and field you know the ogs aren't always helping you you know what i'm saying like they're not always if you ask but they're not always going to go out their way to say look because at the end of the day like it's a business you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so was there was there somebody there who kind of showed you a little something or you just had to figure it out on your own
1: are you talking just like money wise you talking sports wise both both okay uh Pretty much, like you said, like the OG, they there, but only if you, like, ask. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they're, like you said, it's a business. They're worried about their family. You know what yep. I'm saying? They're worried about feeding their family, and that's totally understandable. You know what yep. I'm saying? Me, I'm a little bit different. I want everybody to win. So now that I'm the OG a little bit, I'm passing down everything I know. You know what I'm Even to the other quarterbacks in the quarterback room, I'm passing down things that guys most wouldn't pass out because they're scared that the guy gonna come take that spot.
0: Me? That's a, that's a thousand percent, man. I've seen it.
1: I want I want the best out of everybody because the best player is going to win. And I want all y'all at y'all best and I'm going to beat y'all out because <laughs> that's what I <I'm> want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I want to play at my best. And so that, and that's the type of player I am. But as far as that, like my first year, really no one, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I came in from Oregon. They thought, you know, I was supposed to be the guy. So other quarterbacks and other guys are kind of looking at me funny or whatever. Um, so, and I thought, you know, sports, I thought you get paid yearly. And in the CFL, you only get paid the CFL time. Yeah, so, yeah. basically, I'm spending my money. I'm like, oh, I'm getting these little checks. I'm, You know, I'm getting like $2,000 a week. You know, I'm coming from the $1,200. Yeah. $2,000 a week. Oh, I'm spending. Like, let's go. Like, we're yeah. going now. It come like October. Season end of November. Come October. I'm like, yeah, man, like, I can't wait to be getting paid on the offseason. Somebody's <laughs> like, dude, we don't get paid on the offseason." Like, this is just right now.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: oh, so I kind of like saved up the last few checks. I think I went home with like 10k Canadian transferred over to like 75 or.
0: Oh, I know that hurt. I know that, hurts. Oh, my, oh, my, that, I know that hurt. Oh, that didn't last till Christmas. Like, I know that
1: hurt. What? <laughs> oh my, I was hurt. So then that first year, I had to like train quarterbacks on the offseason to kind of get money and things like that, and then. Each year, I kind of got better, just saving more. Like, so my second year, I probably saved, like, um, a few hundred out of each check. Then after that, just the older I got, I started saving, taking more away because I want more in the season and stuff. So I just start using more of my per diem. So, yeah, so like I said, the OGs are there, but usually you got to go to them, kind of like you said.
0: Man, that's a game, bro, because I have a lot of um, up-and-coming CFL prospects, you know, hit me up for certain advice, and literally what you just gave is truly information when it comes to the financial aspect of things, man. Because, you know, if, if, if you're not playing, you're not getting paid like that. You know what I'm saying? And there's certain things that you have to do in order to have some, some stashed away when the yeah. season is finished. So, man, you know, you get there. What was one of the games that you said, you know what, I know what I got to do now? You know, I think I think every 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 athlete gets to a point where they where they find themselves in a position where they say, "Okay, man, I belong here. Was that moment for you or what game was that?
1: I belong here. Um, That game was more like last year, probably my third. My uh, no, 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 probably like my it was our third win. So the first two games. Our starting quarterback got hurt in the first game. I came in, we ended up, we lost, we came back, we lost. Second game against Hamilton, we lost again. In that third game, we won three in a row. And when I got to that third win, that's when I was like, okay, I'm getting comfortable. Mm. I belong here. Like I I can play with these guys. I just gotta do my job. I don't need to do too much running around and make a play here, throwing this. No, man, I'm telling you, pro sports is so simple. You just do your job, literally. <laughs> your coach say, do this? You better do that. And if you get it, if you get it wrong in the game, coach, that's what you told me to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you you just got to do alignment and assignment. If I can say anything to young athletes who you listen to this right now, that's the only way you're going to make the team in the pros, alignment and assignment. We were all three, four, five-star athletes in high school or all Americans in college. Everybody on the field was, at yeah. least at some point. Mm-hmm. So it don't matter about that shit now. It, excuse my language. It don't yeah. matter about that. Shit it's all about, can you line up right in the fourth quarter when it's 50 to 50, 50 seconds left, and it's y'all, can you do your job now? When you tired, he tired, but are you going to outsmart him? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about being the strongest or, or even being the just, You got to outsmart mm. your opponent. Alignment and assignment. And I learned that last year. Like I said, I've been traded three times in my first three seasons, it Didn't I wasn't learning. Finally, coming to my fourth season, I'm like, man, this is my last shot. Everybody, this is it. I've been on three different teams, haven't started yet. Alignment and assignment, do your job. Whatever's asked, do your job. If that Sam is good, can you throw that hot route? Good things are gonna happen. I'm telling you, and I've seen it happen all last year. And that's all I want to do is just keep getting better at doing my job.
0: Man, you talked about at the beginning where you said, now you feel like you're in a position where you got, you got uh, stability, comfortability, and, you know, you feel like you're able to do some things. You have a, a tattoo on your arm. And I remember asking you about it that talks about patience. Do you, do you think that your whole career, you had to be patient to get to this point? Or how has patience helped you in your life?
1: Definitely. Uh, I got it right here. Patience is the key. And it really is, man. You just, you got to wait your turn. You got to, I got this saying, another saying, um, it's earn, no, it's learn, earn, and wait your turn. Mm. (laughs) Learn, learn from the OGs. Learn, you know, you know what I'm saying? Watch them. Watch how they, how they, uh. Are professionals and stuff like that. Learn from these guys. Learn, learn the, learn the offense. Then when you get your time, earn. So get in there, earn earn the respect of your peers. Earn the coach's trust. Like, oh, I could trust this guy to go in there and make, earn it. So go out there, yeah. show it in practice, earn it. So learn, earn, and then wait your turn. When it's your turn, you go out there and ball, and you don't <laughs> look back. You do not look back, and that's yeah. it. You, the patience is the key. It doesn't matter if you got to wait 5 years, 4 years. All the starting quarterbacks in the CFL right now, none of them started in year 1. None yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. They all had to wait. Even the greatest of the greats had to wait, you know what I'm saying? So you just you just have to be patient, you know what I'm saying? I come from a a crazy like like my stats in college I was supposed to come and start year 1 at Oregon or or at in the CFL.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't
1: work like that because it's a different game, American football than Canadian football. So it's a complete different game. Got to wait your turn.
0: Be patient. Man, you going. had a you had a breakout season last year. and I caught a couple of your games, man. But I'm always a person who watches people's mannerisms. You can usually tell a lot about a person by how they move, how they interact. You got that, you got that California swagger to you, man. Where does that come from? You know what I'm saying? Because you're there, you, you, you hype, you dancing, you moving, you're grooving, but that's a swagger, that's a confidence.
1: Right. It's just, you got to be confident, man. You got to be confident, and that's just how we are in Cali. You know what I'm saying? We like to dance, we like to smile, like to have a good time. Me, I just want everybody to smile. I want everybody to win. For me to play loose and play my best ball, I can't be
0: – You got to like, be yourself. Yeah. I, I
1: can't be someone I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I've never been like that. I've definitely gotten better. You know what I'm saying? I used to be way loose. Like, high school, I used to be really just <laughs> on the sideline, just get everybody just not locked in until I get on the field. But, now, you know, saying so I had a GM in Montreal and he kind of told me like, yeah, you're the quarterback. Like, it's okay to do all that in the locker room and stuff, but when you're on the sideline and people are watching you and stuff, like just keep it more low-key, you know what I'm saying, being a quarterback. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I have worked on it a little bit just to keep my composure and stuff, but you know, mm-hmm. you gotta have that composure, confident, um, all that, man.
0: How do you handle the criticism? You know what I'm saying? Because again, you play quarterback, if you win, it's all good. If you lose, they're going to say, man, you know, he, he not even, he not even that good. You know what I'm saying? He should have, how do, how do you handle that?
1: Yeah. You know, it's tough. It's tough being a quarterback because it's pretty much all on you, um, you guys. win, it's pretty much quarterback. Okay. If he did good. Okay. Yeah. Quarterback guys lose. It's on the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you just gotta, you gotta understand that's what comes with the, with the job. And, you know, um, sometimes when I lose, you, or when you lose as a quarterback, you just try to stay off the social medias because <laughs> people are going to be on there talking. they going to come smack. at your neck. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? They're going to come at you. So maybe give it 24 to 48 hours, then go to it, whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, is, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Most of the people who criticize can't even do what we do. So um, you just got to go with it. You know what I'm saying? It take it, take it, take it how it is. You know, you come back win, get a win.
0: You got to Montreal. And, you know, one of the things I like about you, man, is, you know, you don't just do football. You know what I'm saying? And I think I try to tell athletes all the time, you know, when you're in it, it seems like that's all that you're doing. It seems like there's nothing else that can happen. But you've always found community wherever you went. And I know you do a lot of things for the youth. You put on a lot of camps. You know, what made you want to do that? Because, man, you don't have to do that. So what 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 is inside of you that makes the same man look wherever I am? I gotta I gotta go ahead and make an impact.
1: Right. Like you said, I don't have to do it. And the thing that comes from me is like when I went to camps when I was little, and like USC camps and UCLA camps, and I saw the players up there like Reggie Bush, Maurice Jones-Drew, Matt Line, and like all those guys at the camps and just being out there having smiles on their faces and seeing all the kids, how happy I was to see Reggie Bush and get a signature from Reggie Bush and take a picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I'll never forget that. Like Reggie Bush will top three, my favorite players ever because of that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's Kobe, Randy Moss and Reggie Bush, you know what I'm saying? Athletes ever. So because of that. And um, I just always, like I said, my, my whole thing is I want everybody to win. Like I said, the type of coach I'm going to be, the type of OG I'm going to be, I'm going to pass it down to everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the room going to know everything I know, you know, because I want everybody to be gr- just just to be as great as they can be. You know what I'm saying? Express their greatness indefinable, Express your greatness. So um, I'm always going to give back because it doesn't hurt. Well, I can't die with all this information. Like, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I gotta give it out. So, uh, and and I love kids, man. I I love the youth. Our youth is what we got. That's the next generation. They need to know uh, what college is like. They need to know what the pros are like before they step their foot into it. And I'm the guy, or we are all the guys who've been through it to pass it down. It's, It's only right, you know what I'm saying? We don't need to be selfish and hold this. I don't understand guys like that, you know what I'm saying? So, just... That's it, man. I just always want to give back, man. I want everybody to uh, get their, reach their full potential, whether it's in sports or not. You know what I'm saying? Just having that work ethic, you're going to be where you want to be, but you got to go get.
0: No, man, you, you, you are living testament of that right now at this very moment. You're not even waiting. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that, man. Let's talk about these last two questions, man. You know, all the hard questions are done now. We're just going to have a little fun with it, man. So, you know, I pray God continues to, you know, let your body be fully healthy and you can play however long you want to play. But I want to talk about the last game, the last game of Vernon Adams' junior career. But there's a twist. You can get any artist to bring you out of that tunnel, man. What artist is bringing you out of that tunnel? And what's any, song?
1: Any artist? Any artist. Oh, man. I got to bring... Man... My boy, YG. My boy YG. <laughs> it's got to be, uh, keep down on the cuss words, but yeah, man, my boy, YG.
0: My, uh, my roommate when I was at Alabama is from uh, Inglewood. Uh, shout out to DeAndre Basson, and he, and he put me on YG. I was like, man, who is this dude? Um, but, man, I want to talk about the last question, man. You know, you're, you're not just a football player. You know, your family, man, you know, you got a, you got a kid, you got a business, your business owner, a bunch of different things, man. And you represent a lot of different things. And I believe everybody represents something, whether it's a, uh, whether it's the essence, spirit, you represent something. If there was one word to describe Vernon Adams Jr., man, what would that one word be?
1: That's tough. I'm trying to think of something. I ain't trying to make it seem like I'm, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I'm just trying to think of something because I'm still a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. God, God is still working on everybody and um, keeping His hands on everybody. And and um, but you know the biggest thing, just just a leader, I think. And that leader means more than just standing in front of the line and what it's it's giving back. It's helping. It's it's doing community work. It's it's leading your team it's you know leading your family um you know what i'm saying and i think that's probably it
0: man i appreciate you jumping on with me man i appreciate your time uh, where can people get in touch with you where can people stay connected with you man
1: that's right bro appreciate you having me um yeah you know ig uh twitter big play underscore VA. I'm off of it for the next month or so. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm supposed to be in training camp. And when I'm in training camp, I get off the socials. So ghost in. mode. That's what I'm yes. talking about, man. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Man, I don't know when the season is gonna be able to start back up, but just know you got a support over here, man. I'm always I'm always watching, man. You, you, I'm excited for what your career is gonna look like, but I'm honestly just as excited as, as when you step away from it because the information that you're going to give to the youth man I wouldn't be surprised if you find yourself in the NFL as a coach or the CFL or wherever you go man I just know uh, you're going to be successful wherever you go man
1: yes sir man my dog thank you for having me man and you already know I've been keeping up with all your skits and everything man you will be saying some good stuff so you keep giving back to these youngsters and, and let them I even got yours in some of my archives like saved on oh his my year. guy so <laughs> I go back and listen to it because it's real, it's real stuff, man. Genuine, it's come to heart. And, um, yeah, man, we, we could we need to get together and do some stuff in the future for some kids.
0: Um, Man, I'm just a call away, man. Appreciate you, VA. All
1: right, brother. All
0: right, man.